0: Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Nintendo Fanboys. And I'm flying solo this week. And yes, yes, I said that I was going to try and get Steven here. And I know, I know, I know, I know what everyone's going to say. It's all his fault. And of course, it is his fault. No, 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 no. Today, it's actually, uh, it's actually my fault. It's, uh, it has been just one of these weeks where, I have been absolutely exhausted. No, no, no. It's uh, basically, I've just been too busy. And you're going to hear my vocal cat today because he doesn't want to shut up. So we're going to see how, uh, how long this is. I don't know. I'm going to blast through all of the different news I have, which of course, since we were talking about Nintendo, we're talking about the fact that there was a huge Nintendo Direct. Now, I've got... I took a bunch of notes, okay, but I had to do this so quickly that I can barely read my handwriting. So please excuse if anything doesn't make sense, or if anything is off, or if some of the information is just straight out bogus. No, it won't be bogus, but I just won't be able to read my handwriting, most likely. So the direct overall was really surprising, and I thought it was actually pretty damn epic. I I was really impressed overall with the showing that Nintendo had. And I wasn't quite sure what to expect, like, going in. And I kept saying to everybody, you know, I really hope that we get some Dragon Quest stuff. Because, well, like, Dragon Quest XI S is coming to the Switch. And I was like, if we don't hear about it at this Direct, then there's no chance that it's going to be coming out anywhere near the time of the Japanese release. So we'll get into that as we go through this list but the good news is that well it was there so this this is interesting this means that there is a chance that the game will be released day and date with the japanese version so this uh this is interesting this is actually really really interesting and not only that but here comes the cat so if you hear anything it's just him i have his butt in my face it's wonderful and um dragon quest builders was also there which was excellent so we'll, we'll we'll get into all of this okay so let's just say that the direct overall i was very very pleased with it i wish steven was here this was my my fault i'm not gonna you know poo poo all over him i just couldn't make it i was so busy this week with school work and uh, next week too it's like crazy it's our reading week this week so you're supposed to be off you're supposed to have some time and it's like, yeah, dream on. That's not happening. So anyways, let's begin. So the direct opened up with, uh, just, it was crazy. It was like, what, 30 seconds or a minute or something? It felt like a footage of a, uh, of a Super Mario Maker. And it's official, Super Mario Maker 2 is coming out in, diddly diddly doo, June. So that was a big deal for me. I was like, wow, like already Steven is probably over the moon with that. It's got a bunch of new features and stuff. And now I'm not the, the Mario maker, like, you know, guru here. So if Steven was here, he'd talk a lot about some of the features and stuff. I have no idea what's new or not, but that's that's a big deal. I think with Switch's user base, I have a feeling that this this could actually really live up to its hype if they release like all the features that in other words saying that like the online doesn't suck and everything because that was part of the problem with the 3ds version was that it was a little bit gimped in some ways but the wii u version was superb and that was on a system that you know barely sold so i think it's going to be really interesting to see how well super mario maker 2 performs now that the switch is like a certifiable hit I think it's going to be really, really interesting. So many games have have sold like a gajillion copies that I have a feeling that this is going to be one of them that's going to do very, very well. Uh, The second thing that they, they announced, and like I say, guys, I'm going to go through this as best I can, but I'm positive I'm going to mix up some stuff or say wrong information or whatever. But Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, they had a nice little teaser for that. It's coming out this summer. No specific release date at this time. But probably somewhere around you know June, July, August, something like that. That's pretty cool. Uh, the game looks looks good. I mean, it it doesn't look like OMG, like it's the greatest thing ever. But I think it's going to be I think it's going to be cool. They talked a little bit about Box Boy and Box Girl hitting on April 26, twenty nineteen. It looks like a cute little uh, cute little game. Uh, there's going to be an Ultimate Smash Spring update that's coming around April ish. So people can look out uh, look out for that if you're a big Smash fan. And Smash has sold like 500 gajillion copies. So obviously there's going to be a lot of you guys out there that are really stoked for that. Uh, big surprise for me was this next one, which was Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. Is that there's going to be a free update allowing two-player co-op on all levels. Uh, and that's actually that 's out like a like right as soon as the direct was over it was made available, and then there's going to be a paid d l c for five new courses and you can actually try the first course, I believe it was like like today well today at the time of the uh of the direct, and then March fourteenth the rest of the the content's can be made available, and they're also going to be bringing out a sort of bundle. I believe this was digital only, that's going to have all of this stuff included. Now, I say that was kind of surprising because I didn't really expect to see Captain Toad Treasure Tracker on the direct. So I like the fact that they're, they're sort of putting new life into some of their older releases, which was kind of cool. Bloodstained Ritual of the Night came out with a new trailer. That looks awesome. It's looking better and better every time we see it. And they said that the uh, release sort of window is summer 2019 and I'm really looking forward to this one. This is one that Steven has been doubtful that it'll ever come out or that it'll live up to its hype or that it'll even be good. But every time I've played it so far, it's been excellent. It's been absolutely superb. So I'm, I'm still holding out hope for this because this so far hasn't been Mighty number 9. It's been re- like delayed. There's been a lot of developers that have been associated with the game. I get all of the the concerns. I really do. It's just that every time I get my hands on it, it's like every time they release a new demo, it's been better and better and better. So it's hard for me to be like, you know, oh, this is going to be like the worst. It, it's like, well, I mean, it, it looks awesome. You know what I mean? Like, it looks absolutely awesome and plays well. And then the next two announcements were like really big for me. Okay, like they were huge for me. And we're going to talk a little bit about this. And that's the fact that Dragon Quest Builders 2 got its first uh, English trailer and it looks awesome. It really does. I'm really hoping, I'm really hoping that this particular version is optimized. If you've played, or not played, but rather if you've watched any of my video content on Dragon Quest Builders 2, I have a review up already because I played through the Japanese version. The optimization was, uh, I don't want to say broken, but it really wasn't there. So that kind of sucked. It really needed uh, some more optimization. There's some frame rate issues, particularly towards the second half of the game, that you cannot not notice. Uh, And then there's, of course, the fact that it eats the battery like no one's business. Of all the Switch games I've played, I believe this is the worst in terms of just eating up the Switch's battery. Like it really lasts for like an hour, hour and a half, something like that. And then you're, you're, you know, you're under 15% or something. So I don't know what's up with that. I really don't, especially considering the first one works so well that it's kind of bizarre that there's these issues. So I'm hoping that the localized version fixes that. And speaking of the localized version, it's coming out July 12th. And of course, I'm disappointed by that. Because I look at these things like if you really want to push the Dragon Quest series, you've got to start, you know, like, like closing the gap between the Japanese and the English versions of the games. I find that it's, it just takes way too long, like six months. Like in this case, okay, you basically had all January, February, March, April, May, June, and half of July. That's six and a half months for for this makes no sense to me. Like, that should have been out last December like it was in in Japan. I, I just I just don't get it. And then, well, I love the way... I forget the guy's name, but you see, like, one of the Nintendo reps there. Well, not rep. One of the Nintendo figures standing there, and you hear... I, I believe it was uh, the magic sound, if I'm not mistaken, or was it Zoom? Anyways, whatever. You just heard... You heard a, a Dragon Quest sound... And he's like, well, there's another thing I want to show you. And he shows a trailer for Dragon Quest XI S. And it's looking great. And I'm so stoked, right? And then he, like, right at the end, he starts going, like, listing some of the the updates. And I'm like, oh, sick. So basically, the 2D mode, they're calling it the 16-bit mode from the 3DS version, is coming over to the Switch version. Now, there's been a lot of misinformation going out here. With people saying like, oh, that means all the bonus content's coming over or whatever. I hope so. I really do. But at this time, that is actually rumors and speculation. That has not been announced at this time. So all the bonus bosses and all the the Dragon Quest 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 content that was in the 3DS mode has not been confirmed to be coming to the switch version at this time the 2d mode was simply a 2d version of the main game the not the bonus content the bonus content is a completely separate thing could it be coming to the switch i i guess i think it would be kind of wicked if they did that but they'd also have to actually change the main game in order to to do that because the way that worked is it's all associated with a yochi mini game which i don't even know what those little guys are called in the North American version. But basically you go around, you collect them. They have different levels and different like powers. You can get a warrior, a priest, a, a, like a mage, all that kind of stuff. And then you go into these, these 2D dungeons where it basically plays itself and you unlock scrolls and then those scrolls you use to unlock new areas in, in the different Dragon Quest games and they're like little sections so you might go back to like Dragon Quest 1 and go into one little like one little town or something and then Dragon Quest 8 you might be in the casino type area you know like that kind of stuff now the problem with this is that it it like it, it's a completely different thing than the 2D mode So I think, I just wanted to make that very clear to people, because a lot of people were sending me messages like, oh, this is amazing, it's going to be the definitive version because it has everything. We don't yet know if it has everything. We simply know that it contains the 2D mode of the main game. But that, like I said, is not what is associated with the bonus content that was exclusive to the 3DS version. If I see, and I looked over the trailer and stuff, and there's no indication that there's Yochi anywhere or anything... So we don't know at this time if they're, if they're associated. And I'm sorry, my cat's bitching at me right now. Come on, little guy. Come on, join the podcast. Come on. No? He's like, no, no. I'm, I'm camera shy. So the other big news outside of all of that, and I will, of course, update you guys if I find out that the um, that the 3DS content is in this particular version. Well, of course, I'm going to let you all know. But I wouldn't get my hopes up too, too much, okay? I'm just letting you know about that. Just having the 2D mode itself is wicked, but I'm not sure about all the rest. But there is a lot of other stuff coming that I think is awesome. We're going to get both the Japanese and the English audio, so that's fantastic. So you'll have the the voice. uh, It's basically like an international release. And the big news, which I know a lot of you were very upset with the original, is that, yes, indeed, the orchestrated soundtrack will be featured on this version of the game. So it really does sound like they're trying to make like the definitive version of the game. And honestly, I'm not certain I would be too surprised if that bonus content came over. Just because of the direction that they're going in. And honestly, it would be wicked to go into the area with the statues where you see all the previous heroes from all the other Dragon Quest games. I'm just not entirely convinced they're going to do it. But we'll see. We'll see. And the last little bit that they said about this particular game was the fact that it would be released in Fall 2019. Now, at the time of this recording, okay, is which is a day before you guys hear it, there has been... Um, no update on the Dragon Quest XI, uh, what do you call it, like, a showcase. It's There's supposed to be a showcase in Japan coming up, like, I think they said mid-March, something like that. So it, we should, we should be hearing about this particular version of the game very, very soon in Japan. If it's coming out in fall 2019 in Japan, I'm going to be ecstatic because the only time in modern like memory that I I have where we North Americans and Europeans got our version of a Dragon Quest game, any Dragon Quest game before the Japanese was with Dragon Quest builders on the switch. If we get the switch version before Japan does, I swear to God, I'm going to lose my mind. It's going to be glorious. But I'm not entirely convinced, because when I see fall 2019, I'm just, I'm not so sure. And I'm hoping at this showcase in Japan that we get a final release date. And if they say fall 2019, instead of like a, a, you know, a solid release date, then there is a chance that we will get that game day and date with the Japanese version. And like Steven would say, if, if he was here, he'd say, well, it would make sense for them to do that because the game has already been released. So the translation is already technically done. Now, the only extra work that could be done is if, like I said, the bonus content comes. So if all the bonus content arrives, well, then that would change things slightly because they would have to translate all of those other areas. But it's not that bad. Um, now, before I continue, over in Japan, in their Nintendo Direct, they actually surprised people. And I don't know, I didn't watch the Japanese one. So I don't know when they made this announcement, but it was made at, uh, at the direct. And it was one of the surprise announcements where here's the game. And oh, by the way, it's out today. And that is that Dragon Quest Rivals is, well, <laughs> is on the, uh, on the Switch. Now I just stumbled all of that because I think most likely the way they did it was that they showed the trailer and saying that it's coming to the switch and probably something like it's coming to the switch right after this direct. Now this is a big deal. This is actually a huge deal because Dragon Quest rivals is only available on mobile and on PC on mobile. You got to download it through a Japanese store on iTunes or Google play. And if you want to play the game on PC, it has to be run through a VPN. So I was all, like, discouraged, right? Because I was like, ah, here we go. You know, it'd be awesome to be able to play Dragon Quest Rivals without a VPN. Well, guess what? The Switch version does not have a VPN requirement. Which means you can go ahead right now, just open a, a Japanese account on your Nintendo Switch... And you have access to Dragon Quest Rivals. It's a free download. It's one of these um, games that's like a Hearthstone. So it's a card-based... It's basically a Hearthstone clone, but with Dragon Quest. It's a really good game. I played it on PC for quite a few hours... Uh, What sucked is that I could never buy additional like card packs or anything like that. I'd have to wait forever in order to get the necessary like in-game currency to purchase. But now that it's available on the Switch, I can actually just use my Japanese 3DS, top it up with like 50 bucks and buy different packs of cards and stuff like that. Now, I haven't done that. Because I just haven't had any time. That's the honest truth. And I'm currently actually playing Dragon Quest V, which was also announced to have a new movie coming out called Dragon Quest Your Story, I believe is what it is, what it's called. And it's based on Dragon Quest V. And if you know anything about the Dragon Quest series, you know that Dragon Quest V has one of the most heartwarming and touching stories of the entire series. So it's not a bad game to actually make into a CG movie. So, again, if you want to check out Dragon Quest Rivals, you can go ahead and just download it from the Japanese eShop. It's universal, so you can play it with your North American account, and away you go. Okay, so going back to the North American release, this is one I have no idea what the hell. It's like a puzzle game or something. Uh, They announced Disney's, I think it's called Sum Sum... Uh, festival. It's a co op game with up to four players coming in 2019. Then they shifted gears to Starlink, showing some Star Fox content coming April 2019. And that was number 10. Uh, where's 11? 11. Uh, Rune Factory 4 special will be hitting later this year. do doodly doo. Uh, we also have Rune Factory 5. They confirmed that it's in development for the Switch. And then here was a surprise one. They announced a game called, uh, okay, let's see, Oninaki, which is made by the Tokyo RPG Factory. The same guys that did I Am Setsuna and Last, or sorry, Last or Lost Sphere, I think it's Lost Sphere. Um, and it's coming... This is the big surprise It's coming this summer. Now, I am Satsuna. I loved, and unfortunately, Lo- Lost Fear, Last Fear. Damn it, I don't remember. LS. <laughs> uh, I never had a chance to really jump into. I purchased it because I really wanted to support the developer, but I just never, never had a chance. Which kind of sucks because I really, really, really wanted to uh, wanted to play this. Um, this one looks really different. It's it's like I Am Satsuna. and I think it's Lost Sphere is what I'm going to call it. Uh, those two games look very, very similar. Like, they felt like they were in the same universe or whatever, but Oninaki looks very unique. It, it looks more of a more modern take on an RPG than some of the classic stuff. Uh, what's interesting is a lot of the developers behind Chrono Trigger are actually involved in this game, and I thought that that's you know exciting and the fact that it comes out this summer was uh was really really surprising to me i i didn't expect that whatsoever so that's one i'm certainly hoping i have a chance to check out uh, in the uh, time that i'm off from school because i think it could be really well it could be really special it could be really something unique so fingers crossed ladies and gentlemen fingers crossed Okay, next up, they had Yoshi's Crafted World basically showing, uh, like, a launch trailer. It comes out March 29th, and there is a demo, if I'm not mistaken, that was released that day. So, that's pretty cool. All right, now, the next announcement that they made was actually part of their their original marketing for the Direct, where they said, like, we're going to talk about Fire Emblem Three Houses, uh, which is the new console Fire Emblem. The first one since... I forget when. My God, was it all the way back in GameCube time? No, nah, it can't be. There must have been one on, on the Wii. Well, anyways, whatever the case may be, it's it's been a long time since we've had a Fire Emblem game on console. So this is very, very exciting. It's being made in conjunction between Intelligent Systems and... Uh, uh, what is it, Namco Techmo no, uh, what the hell are they called now? Not Namco Bandai, but the, uh, oh my gosh, I just had a brain fart, sorry guys, I, oh my gosh, I-, I thought it's Tecmo, like, Tecmo something or other, anyways, whatever the case may be, it's just, I find, like, lately, they're doing a lot of collaborations with them, and, um, I think it's, it's gonna be interesting, uh, the only thing that, um, it's not so much a worry, but the only thing that I'm kind of curious about with this game is, well, the I want to see the full gameplay. I mean, the visuals look stunning. Uh, the combat looks looks unique, but I want to see the whole thing come together because right now it feels very similar to, uh, not Valkyrie Profile, but Valkyria Chronicles, I think is what it was called. But again, I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to like you know the sky is falling type of thing i'm not i'm not worried about fire emblem at all i'm just hoping that it's 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 awesome it looks absolutely sick and it comes out july 26th so that's another one that that looks pretty damn good so if you if you've been following along here we've got a super mario maker in june we've got fire emblem in on in july uh, on july 26th We also have Yoshi's Crafted World in March. So it's basically April, May, which I'm pretty sure there's other games here coming out that I've already mentioned that uh, will tide you over. Then they had the announcement that Tetris 99 was going to be free to download for their online service, available like right after the conference. (coughs) Excuse me. And what was interesting with that is the fact that this could be a new strategy for them. So we already get NES games, right? And we have the ability to play with each other online. I still think it's utterly ridiculous that we have to download an app for a mobile phone in order to, you know, have um, have voice chat. But, but that aside, this is an interesting strategy that they're moving into now where you can get a free, like a brand new free game. That, like, basically highlights their online service. I personally was hoping that we would get a little bit more, like, in the sense of SNES downloads. you hear me, guys? Do you hear me? Do you hear me? Because I really want to play some of these classics like I'm in the mood to play a Link's Awakening I'm not Link's Awakening we'll get to Link's Awakening but A Link to the Past and Super Mario World and and you know Super Metroid and those games I still don't quite understand why they're not available but c'est la vie okay so moving on the next bunch is just gonna be like you know boom 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 we've got Dead by Daylight coming fall 2019 Delta Rune chapter one February 28th for free! Doodly-doo! So I guess it's already uh, pretty much out, eh? What's the date? Oh, it's coming out in a few days, the 23rd. Then we got Damon and Machina. Um, the demo came out today, and the full game's coming out. I keep saying today, but at the time of the uh, recording. And the full game's coming out summer 2019. The Grid Autosport, which is a realistic racer, looks like your Gran Turismo stuff. Or, uh, what is it, Forza Motorsports, coming out summer 2019. We've got Hellblade. um, What is it? Senuna's sacrifice, or Senuna? Sen? How do you say this? Senua? I don't know. Whatever. Or Senwa? Or something like that. Spring 2019. That game was really critically acclaimed. Looks absolutely excellent. So I'm sure that it's going to do quite well on uh, on the Switch. Uh, The only thing is with those types of games, if they've been out for a long time and they're critically acclaimed, they already sold really well. So sometimes they it's not that they bomb on the Switch. It's just that you can't realistically expect them to sell another 20 million units if everybody's already purchased the game. But it looks sick. I never had a chance to play it and it looks absolutely awesome. Uh, We've got Mortal Kombat 11 that was just recently announced. Uh, I'm not sure if if it's already out, it may already be out on the other systems, but comes out April 23rd. You can see how disconnected I am, by the way, everybody, with, uh, with gaming as a whole. I'm totally out, but it's okay. It's okay. Uh, then we've got EA's Unravel 2 hitting March 22nd. So that's not, uh, you know, about a month away. We've got Assassin's Creed 3 remastered with all the digital content coming May 21st. Final Fantasy VII, March 26th. Uh, There was a Chocobo game. I I missed the title because they announced this stuff so fast. Coming out March 20th. And the big surprise, which was not really a surprise, but it ended up being a surprise, is that Final Fantasy IX was released day of the direct. Now, I say that's kind of a surprise because March 26th for Final Fantasy VII, I thought was kind of peculiar. I really thought they were going to release Final Fantasy VII the day of the direct. And then Final Fantasy IX would follow afterwards. And you'll notice that Final Fantasy VIII is nowhere to be seen. And this is something that's been recurring now for quite a while. And this includes uh, Sony systems as well. And it's weird, man. It's really, really, really weird. I don't know why Final Fantasy VIII has just basically been erased from their history. And I know in terms of it, like, gameplay and that kind of jazz, yes, it has not aged well. The junction system was, I never liked it to begin with, but the game itself was one of the first games on the PlayStation that blew my mind. Like, I was like, wow, is this stunning, you know? Like, it was it was just a gorgeous game. And I think it's foolish that you can only get it on PC now. I I don't I don't quite understand what what the deal is with that or what they were going for. Something else I want to mention is the price. Holy macaroni, man. It's expensive. Like I thought the game was gonna be I don't know, like ten bucks, fifteen bucks. It's thirty dollars Canadian. I was like, what? Like that's nuts! I don't know what it is on the PlayStation Store, but it's like $27.99 Canadian. And that, to me, is just way too much. Like, I I was actually planning on purchasing the game because I was just at the end of Builders 2. Like, I'd already finished it, but there's a lot of post-game content. But the post-game content is... Uh, it's not the most interesting. It's okay, but it's not, like, the most interesting. So I was like, okay, I'm going to move on from Builders now. I had my fun. I put in, like, 70 hours. I'm good. But when I saw the $30, I was like, what? I'm like, kiss my grits. Like, no way am I going to pay 30 bucks for that. So I went and uh, grabbed uh, Dragon Quest V that I haven't played in a while and said, you know what? Let's go relive that adventure. And that's uh, precisely what I'm doing. And I do hope that one day that all of the Dragon Quest games get made available on the Switch or somewhere else because I'm I'm very sad that the DS is coming to an end. I'm, I'm, I'm sad in the pants, as I would say, because that was the first system since the SNES. No, not even the SNES. It was the first system since what? Since the NES, I think to have all the Dragon Quests available. They had parts 1, 2, and 3 from the mobile. Uh, Because you could play DS games, you could play the DS versions of 4, 5, 6, and 9, and 10. 10, there was not a DS version, but a streaming version that was made available. There's the 3DS remakes of 7 and 8, and then there's the 3DS version of 11. So that's every single Dragon Quest you could play on your 3DS. And I just, I'm sad now because, you know, the, the 3DS is coming to an end. And it's it's understandable. The little guy did his thing. He, it was a really good system. But now it's at the point where I'm like, well, now what? Because if I want to go through the series again, I still got my 3DS, thank God. And, and you know, it's not going anywhere for quite a while. But it would be nice to have these on the Switch in particular because it means I could play it not only on the go, but I could also play it on the big screen TV. And I love having that opportunity to do both. So moving right along, we're talking uh, about a new game now. This is interesting from Platinum Games called Astral Chain. And this one's coming out August 30th. And I thought it was interesting because... They talk all about this game and they're showing it it looks cool and all, but I was like, Well, where's Bayonetta three? And then they talk about the fact that Bayonetta Three is still in development, they're still doing their thing, everything's glorious. So I just thought it was kinda of weird that a new game will come out before Bayonetta Three, even though Bayonetta Three has been in development well, what from our assumptions longer because it you know, we've seen it like what, last year, the year before, or seven years ago? So anyways, I just thought that was kind of unusual. And then, of course, they wrap up and say, okay, this is the last game that we're going to talk about. And then, like, you know, have a good life and we'll see you, uh, we'll see you soon. And as soon as I saw the water, the water, I knew what this was. And that is that they're remaking The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. And it looks like it's being done by the guys that did uh, A Link Between Worlds. And because of that, because I might be completely wrong, but because I think I'm right, it looks like Nintendo may not be releasing a portable after all to replace the DS, the 3DS. And I think Steven, if he was here with me, he would cry because it certainly looks to me that they're now combining their development efforts on one platform, which would make it the first time since 1989 That that has happened. Nintendo has always had two development crews. One working on the portable and one working on the console. But because the Switch sort of does both, it finally looks like they are indeed amalgamating their development teams. Because this Legend of Zelda looks absolutely nothing like Breath of the Wild. And I think Breath of the Wild is currently in development a sequel to that. So that would mean that my hypothesis is correct, and I'm fairly certain it is. So what's really interesting with this is in the, I think it was the 60s or maybe late 50s, there was the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, you know, that special there with Santa and the the elf who wants to be a dentist. And it looks like that. It looks like that sort of, it's not claymation, but stop-go animation with puppets and whatever. It's a very similar style to that. Steven had mentioned that he absolutely, like, hated Link's face, and at first he told me that, like, oh boy, this doesn't look that great, but he said that it's slowly, like, like you know, working on him, and he's like, oh, okay. For me, when I saw it, I was like, wow, this is badass. I'll be honest, I, uh, I really liked it. I thought it looked absolutely excellent, I thought it looked superb, and from what we saw, it looks like a one-to-one remake of Link's Awakening. Which Link's Awakening is one of the most unique Zelda games ever made. Like, I put it right up there with Majora's Mask, even though Majora's Mask, of course, like takes the cake in terms of utter uniqueness, right? But Link's Awakening really was a very, very special game for its time. I, I remember like just falling in love with Link's Awakening. It was the first game that I consider on the Game Boy that made me take the Game Boy serious. And it's the one game that caused me to pick up the Game Boy Color just for the DX version of it, to give you an idea of how much I loved that game. I I loved it. But you also have to understand that at this point in time, I was absolutely obsessed with A Link to the Past, and so having a direct sequel to A Link to the Past, which was Link's Awakening... I was like, "This is this is the greatest thing since sliced bread," right? You have to remember, there was no, there was nothing else at that time, and then the long wait for *Ocarina of Time* to come out many years later. If I'm not mistaken, there was a five year gap between *Link's Awakening* and uh, *Ocarina of Time*. I believe it was '93 for *Link's Awakening* and '98 for *Ocarina of Time*. So that was a uh, that was substantial, you know, and. In between those years, I would play A Link to the Past and Link's Awakening, one after the other, pretty much non-stop, because I just, I love them. So, for me, I'm really excited about this. They have the release date set for 2019, and that's the way the Direct ended. And I thought it was just, it was a, a real big surprise. I didn't expect that at all, and I loved it. I just, I absolutely loved it. I thought it was a brilliant way to end off the Direct and the direct as a whole was just incredible, just really like just knocked my socks off, man. I, I absolutely loved it. I thought it was, I thought it was brilliant. And I know that we haven't seen very much of Link's Awakening. Uh, Ahmed and I have been speaking a lot about it, and he's hoping that you know they add a lot more content and stuff. And I, I mean, I do too, right? It, it's a relatively short Zelda game, featuring only, I believe, it's eight dungeons. And um, yeah, I. I I don't think there's more than that and anyways whatever the case may be it's it looks great I'm really excited for it and honestly Nintendo's on a roll right now this this was like the ultimate direct for me the only thing I think that could have made this any better was the fact if they would have said that Super Nintendo games are coming to uh, the online service and I think that would have been pretty much it. Now, you'll also notice that if you, if you tie all of this together, there's still a lot of games that need to get released towards the end of the year. And I have a feeling that that's where you're going to start to see your Link's Awakening, I think is probably going to hit around October or so. Uh, you've also got Luigi's Mansion 3, you also have Animal Crossing. I think all of those big games are going to be released towards the end of the year. And I'm cool with that, I'm, I'm totally down with that, because it gives us all something uh, to look forward to, right? So that pretty much covers the Nintendo Direct, but it doesn't finish off this podcast because there's one other thing I need to talk about, and I'll try and talk about it for a couple of minutes, and that is the fact that good old Reggie, the Reginator, Reggie May, he has decided that he's going to retire. Now, I'm very happy for the guy, I am, because like Stephen and I had discussed, Stephen plans to do the same because he's so loaded that he plans to retire when he's, you know, like way before his retirement age. So say, you know, like 10 years, eight years before he would normally retire. That's when Steven plans to retire with his millions and he'll just take it easy and relax. And I like the fact that Reggie was very open about that, saying how, you know, he has the opportunity to do that and he's healthy and he wants to spend more time with his family and stuff. So why not? Right. And I'm like, yeah, amen. You know, like, why not? Uh, if you have the ability to do that why the hell not it's rare it's really rare for people to do that in in you know positions like that just because it's a prestigious position i mean it really is and the guy that's going to replace him i forget his name i know i know his last name but i forget his first name i think it was doug or something like that anyways his his last name's Bowser. So it's really humorous that the new Nintendo of America president is a guy named Bowser. That's hilarious, like Doug Bowser or or something, something to that effect. And what should be like Sam Bowser or something. So I thought that was really really humorous. It's like, oh no, Bowser has invaded the 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 Heartland. We're doomed. So that was uh, that was pretty cool. But back to Reggie there. Reggie really really was instrumental in changing the public reception of the Nintendo brand. Even though he was there towards the end of the GameCube and he helped launch the the Wii, the DS, the Wii U, the 3DS, and the Switch, I think in terms of public relations, at least, if nothing else, he really helped like changed the perception of Nintendo of America. And, uh, you know, his famous quotes there with ask this and ask that I'm going to kick your ass. And he's like, you know, like we're here to take names and kick ass and, and stuff like that. It's just, I don't know. It, it it was great. It was really, really great. He was, he had a really good stage presence and he'll be missed. Honestly, he's really, really going to be missed. And I hope this new guy, who actually looks older than Reggie, I might add. Maybe that's just Jared. Sorry, I don't want to insult you there, dude. But I'm hoping that he's got good uh, good stage presence and good chemistry with uh, all the other wacky people at uh, at Nintendo. And that's about it that's uh that's about it for me today uh not bad not too bad a 40 minute podcast by yourself is not an easy thing to do without stumbling i stumbled a, a little bit here and there but i think overall it turned out not too shabby if i do say so myself and i'm really hoping that i have uh, more time to meet with Stephen this week unfortunately what happened uh this week was just that I I just didn't have time in the evening. I could only do this during the day, and that does not work for Stephen whatsoever. So, unfortunately, it didn't work out, but I'm hoping I've got my fingers crossed that we'll be able to get together for the next podcast. I know Stephen really would have enjoyed tackling this podcast, would have had a good time, but c'est la vie. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everyone else, as usual, our podcast gives every two weeks, and it's posted right here on YouTube, and it's also posted on podcasting services if you just like to hear my sexy voice. All right, everybody, you all take care, and I'll catch you in two weeks. Have a good one.